The following episode of the Bruin Family Insights podcast is brought to you by Westcom Credit Union. Serving Southern California for over 85 years, Westcom Credit Union is dedicated to helping Bruins and their families build better lives. Learn more at ucla.westcom.org. Welcome to Bruin Family Insights, where we equip Bruin families with knowledge to help you get to know UCLA better and encourage your student to thrive during their time at UCLA and beyond. I'm your host, Kayla Albano, and today we continue our Parent Perspective series. If you're new to the podcast, we're exploring how a number of factors influence the Bruin family experience. Today, we're going to talk all about the experience of being a first-generation college student. At UCLA, first-generation is defined as a student whose parent or guardian has not received a four-year bachelor's degree in the United States. For today's conversation, I am joined by a Bruin parent and a Bruin alumnus. Our first guest, Ernesto Vela, lives in Salinas, California. Ernesto is a member of our Parents' Council leadership team, and his son, Ernesto, is a second-year Chicano-Chicana studies major. With him today is Diego Sepulveda, who earned his bachelor's degree from UCLA, also in Chicano-Chicana Studies, in 2012. Diego also recently completed his term as president of the UCLA First Gen Alumni Network. Ernesto and Diego, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm so excited to talk with you both. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Kayla, for having us. Good to see you, Diego. Absolutely. Well, before we jump into our conversation, as always, I do have a Bruin trivia question for all of our listeners, and we are very on theme this week. Our question is, which program at UCLA is specifically dedicated to supporting first-generation college students? So we'll let our listeners sit with that for the episode, and then I will give the answer um, after we chat. But with that said, uh, let's go ahead and dive right into our conversation. Um, and I just want to start by getting to know, you know, for both of you, your family's transition to college and why um, you, Diego, chose UCLA and then Ernesto, why your son chose UCLA. So uh, let's just start there. What was that like for you all? And, and why was this uh, the big choice for you? Diego, why don't we start with you? Great. Thank you so much. Uh, no one in my family had gone to UCLA. For me, the idea of going to college was something new. My parents came over from Mexico uh, when I was four years old. And growing up, I just had this idea in, in 10th grade that I knew that I wanted to go to college and I knew that I wanted to go to UCLA. And the beautiful and challenging experience of my own college trajectory is that I was undocumented while I was attending UCLA and just mm -hmm. growing up generally. So I didn't qualify for financial aid, work study or loans. And in thinking about college, I knew that I wanted to go to UCLA and I knew that I would do everything in my power to go to UCLA. Uh, I applied to a lot of universities, got into all of them, but made the sacrifice to go to UCLA. I remember being on the bus at six in the morning for my first class, my first quarter, thinking, how am I going to pay for it? And fast forward three years later, I was able to graduate in 2012 to be the first in my family to graduate from college. Now my brother has graduated with his bachelor's from Cal State LA. We celebrated his graduation this year, and my sister is a fourth year at UCLA. 
college for my family has been transformative and a beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful that I just went for it and I gave it my all and I was able to accomplish my dream, um, really to graduate from college and to change my own trajectory. And not only my own trajectory, but that of my family and my community. That is awesome. And, you know, to that point, and I love the story of your, how that influenced your siblings too, and what that has been like for all of you. Um, how is that for your parents going through the college transition with you and um, experiencing that alongside you? My mom was supportive and she just asked the question, like, how are you going to do it? And my response was, I don't know. I'm just going to go and I'm going to enroll and I'm going to figure it out as I go. My parents are immigrants. I was the first, you know, to go to college. So this navigating institutions of higher education was not something that was readily available for my family and not something that my parents could transfer to me. But my mom would help me with my bus pass or she would help me with some money for food. She would call me every single day. She would pay for my phone bill. She couldn't help me with tuition, but she helped me where I could. And honestly, as a mother, she taught me to fly and let me know, you know, I can't support you in this way, but I'll always be there for you. So knowing that I had that support from my mother, unconditional love, and just knowing that she was rooting for me really gave me the willpower to continue my journey, even in those moments where it got really difficult and where sometimes I didn't know whether or not I would be able to stay at UCLA. I just heard the voice of my mom and I heard the voice of my community rooting for me. And I said, I can do this. That's so great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and Ernesto, you know, what, what about you for this, this parent transition to UCLA with your student? Um, what was that like and why did he choose UCLA? Well, first, uh, being accepted to a world-class uh, university like UCLA was such an exciting uh, moment for us when we received our acceptance letter. My son received his acceptance letter. So we were absolutely thrilled. Uh, but during the transition, of course, uh, he was a member of the class of 2020 from high school and now a member of the class of 2024 from UCLA for UCLA. So the pandemic, of course, uh, put a different twist on what normally would have been such an exciting transition to college. So yes, we struggled with the uncertainty caused by the pandemic. Uh, after my son committed to UCLA, we were initially not sure if the campus would be open to the public and have in-person classes. Uh, he did receive a housing offer that then was retracted, it was rescinded. So that even added more to the uncertainty but yeah. uh, that um, challenge really allowed us and particularly my son to, to, to dig deep, to uh, be resilient, to um, see the positive in what his college experience would be. Uh, and um, and I, as I became a member of the Parents Council, I think we were both set out to receive as many resources and support as we possibly could first to have all of the information and knowledge about what the university, the university's plans were going to be in welcoming students back or not, how instruction was going to be offered. And so I do have to hand it to my son that on a daily basis, he was uh, going to the resources offered by the university. I was very interested and tried to participate in as many events as possible to capture all of that information uh, to help him. My son um, also 
established great uh, networking uh, with his um, with his peers, uh, mostly via social media. He was able to find uh, other UCLA students uh, that he connected with, and he ended up finding roommates uh, that led him to move to West Camp uh, to West um, Westwood. And uh, so he had uh, a somewhat ex college experience, still learning virtually, but living uh, out of Westwood with all the precautions necessary. So the transition was um, a little hectic, um, but uh, once we began to uh, research all of the uh, services and receive a lot of the resources that the university offered, that transition was made a lot easier. And we're so proud that, that the university took us in that way. Sounds like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree on taking advantage of events and resources and opportunities to get connected. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah, thank you, Kayla. Uh, well, absolutely. And I think I think um, a characteristic of, of a UCLA Bruin uh, student uh, is that is resilience. It's uh, being able to be resourceful. And I saw it in my son and uh and now I'm, I'm trying to do the same for myself and my family, but also bring those services to other folks. So I'm just very proud to be part of this family. We are uh, proud of all of you for, you know, making that transition the way you did and to have you as part of the Rudin family as well, Ernesto. So um, thank you. And, uh, you know, as we think about that lens of resources and uh, community at UCLA, um, I, I do want to ask you both why you believe it's so important to acknowledge and celebrate and support um, the first generation college experience and the students and families who are going through that. I think it's a great question. I fundamentally believe that we as first gen individuals, um, we are really a beautiful and diverse community. Uh, we come from all walks of life, but we share a passion for education and really to change not only or inspire our own lives, but the lives of our family members and our community. And it's important to uplift and celebrate the first gen experience because we get to put a face to the first gen experience in that we allow people to see themselves in us and to be inspired and to know that anything is possible. And growing up, I feel like that was really important for me to look in my community, to be at UCLA and say there are other LGBT identified immigrant students on campus. There are other students of color. There are other first gen students to really be affirmed in my experience and my journey was something powerful at UCLA. And it was at UCLA where I really owned the, my identities being LGBT, being undocumented, being an immigrant, being first gen, being or coming from a working class family, all of those experiences made me who I am. And in recognizing the first gen experience, it's saying, this is who I am. And this is how I show up to the table. This is how I, sh how I show up in the work that I do, because I fundamentally believe that being first gen is not just about being first gen at UCLA. It's being first gen in so many different spaces throughout your life. And to share that first gen experience and to give back to other folks who are coming up is so incredibly important. But we can only do that if we celebrate and we uplift and we acknowledge and we just fundamentally believe that the first gen community is so beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Ernesto, what about you? Oh, I totally agree with Diego. I, I love the way he described it. And I would add, uh, in my own personal experience as a first-generation 
college student that sometimes the hopes and dreams of our entire family, it seems that are on our shoulders uh, because we are trailblazers and we're setting the way as, as Diego did for his family. Uh, my parents saw my college education as an investment that would help us have a, a more prosperous life. And so first-generation college students, um, like I said, are trailblazers. They, they pay the path for others and their family to attend college or go on to post-high school experiences. And, and so I believe that first-generation college students have a, a greater desire uh, and passion for making the very best out of their college experience because they know that they're going to be role models for others to come. And if you don't mind me, I would add to that point and say that in creating that visibility around the first-gen experience is how we also institutionalize the experience and build resources for that because we have come to identify as first-gen students and have been able to put numbers and faces to what it means to be first-gen. Now at UCLA, we have the first-to-go office. We have an undergraduate group focused on first-gen students. We have an alum alumni network for focused on first-gen students. So really it's about believing it, sharing it and institutionalize it in a way that is transformative and long lasting. Yes. And I think it's been really cool to see, you know, I've been at UCLA for about five years now, even in the last five years, how a lot of those resources and networks that you've mentioned have just absolutely taken off. And I think students are really starting to fully embrace the and celebrate, like we just talked about that identity of being first gen. And so I, I absolutely agree with you all, all of that and, and love to see, you know, even from the staff perspective, how that is growing, uh, not just on campus, but across the country. And UCLA is absolutely at the forefront of that. So uh, it's definitely fun to be a part of it on our campus. And so, you know, with that said, Diego, you just mentioned uh, quite a few uh, different resources on campus, but I'd love to just hear from you what specific resources or experiences were especially beneficial to you, you know, just in general as a student at UCLA, but again, through that lens of uh, being a first-gen student and navigating uh, your time on campus. When I first got to campus, it felt big. And I felt in so many different ways, like I didn't have a community but in landing at UCLA, I soon found out that there were so many communities that I could be a part of. And one of the first um, programs or I would say centers that I came across was the community programs office. They really focused on retention and outreach to high school students to ensure that they knew about UCLA and would be interested in coming onto UCLA. And once they joined for them to be able to stay at UCLA and to be able to graduate, uh, there, the community programs office housed ideas at UCLA. It's the undocumented support and advocacy group. And I went to their meetings. I found community there. It was just such a beautiful experience. I met so many incredible folks there that when I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from, I didn't know where I was going to stay that night. Um, I didn't know where to hang out. They were able to provide housing. They were able to provide food. They were able to hang out with me. Uh, we had so many incredible experiences through organizations like I I Ideas at UCLA. I also joined Mecha. 
um, which really uplifted and supported Latinos. So within the community programs office, I really felt a sense of community. Um, I did a lot of work on campus. Uh, I, also, I was also part of the under, Undergraduate Student Association Council, um, just doing work with the external vice president's office and getting to be on the board of the United States Student Association and really do advocacy work for students in higher education across the country that provided me with the opportunity to be in Washington DC for the first time and to really advocate for students on Capitol Hill. I was one of the guest speakers um, on the steps of Capitol Hill and, and it was such a transformative experience because I really learned how to use my voice through the programs that I was a part of at UCLA. They really empowered me to be my authentic self and to find my voice and to be transformative in the work that I would do. And while I was doing all of this incredible student advocacy work, I knew that I needed to stay at UCLA and the academic advancement program really provided a lot of resources from mentorship to tutoring and so on and so forth. So the academic, academic advancement program was incredibly helpful in retaining me as a student through various resources. So the community programs office, USAC, academic advancement program, the career center at UCLA, the LGBTQ center was imported. As an undocumented student on campus, I looked for every resource that I could. And in every space, I found community and I found a Bruin community that really wanted to see me succeed. And I'm really grateful for the long-term friendships that I've been able to build. And I know there were a lot of uh, resources that were just shared there in communities on campus. So to our listeners, I will absolutely put those in the show notes from the episode. But, you know, my, my huge takeaway there is that there is a community for your student on campus, um, no matter, you know, what they're looking for, no matter how they identify, um, there are ways for your student to get connected. And so again, we'll put some of those in the um, show notes, but just want to encourage you that if you are trying to figure out how to help your student get connected, this, this is a perfect example of how many different ways there are for them to do so. So uh, thank you, Diego, for, for sharing all of those. And not to put you on the spot, Ernesto, but I know you've mentioned all of the resources that your son has already taken advantage of. And um, are there any that have just been especially helpful to him so far that you would like to add to that list? Uh, well, a, a variety of them online, but I, I think more importantly, it's the networks. It really is, as Diego mentioned, the friendships, the connections that he's been able to make with other people. He constantly talks about meeting a person that uh, connected him with a resource or that he had a question and that there were multiple people uh, readily available to, to answer his questions. So just the idea that you're not on your own and that... Uh, there, the university does care about all of the details of your college experience. That, that's what I think my son has, um, has bragged about the most, that, that uh, the university is readily available to support. And the community, really the community of the university is readily available to support. So that, that's what he's bragged about the most. You know, I, I, I want to kind of create, create a line there in, in the conversation in the sense of sometimes, you know, we don't know there is community because we're scared to ask. Yes. And, I, and I realized oftentimes growing up, I was scared to ask because I didn't know how my question would be received or whether or not 
I would be understood, validated, um, affirmed in so many different ways. But when I started asking, I realized that in those asks, um, various doors were opening and beautiful people came into my life that changed my trajectory forever. You know, when I talked about the academic advancement program, I can specifically think of Alfred Herrera, who has been a longtime advocate within AAP for underrepresented communities and has really led transformative work um, that I've been able to be a part of. Uh, past Vice uh, Chancellor Janina Montero is, was such a strong advocate for students on campus. So it's the groups, it's, it's the programs, but it's also the people and people who have been there for a really long time who have created the opportunities for us to ask those questions, to create those resources, and to really be everything that we're hoping to be. And, you know, going along with that theme of support, we're talking a lot in the context of UCLA, but, you know, I even want to expand a little more broadly. And Ernesto, I'd, I'd love for you just to reflect for a moment on how you feel support for first-gen students in college has evolved since you were in school. Well, you know, I attended college almost 30 years ago. I know I'm dating myself here a little bit, <laughs> uh, but certainly uh, it has evolved. And I think in two main ways that I think Diego mentioned it earlier, the institutionalizing of the supports and the communities that are now present for first generation students. Those were not uh, visible, definitely not at the university that I attended. Um, the first generation concept or the first generation a cohort uh, or subgroup was not even recognized. Uh, and so the fact that we're having a podcast today dedicated to supporting first-gen students is a sign of this awesome evolution. Uh, and then the second one is, I think, more profound in the sense that now universities are finding first-generation students to be assets to the learning community. I think that's so powerful because first-generation students are not deficient in anything. In fact, they bring richness they bring experiences, they bring resilience that just adds to the beauty of a learning environment. Uh, and so when universities recognize that first-gen students have so much to offer, like any other student, but from a particular lens, of course, from a lens of being perhaps leaders in their, in their community, leaders in their family, uh, I think when the university recognizes that wealth, it just makes the learning community much more rich and much more uh, beneficial to everyone. And so I think that that in, in a way it's it's is the tremendous evolution of recognizing first gen students as a great asset to our university communities. Well, you know, in in that context, again, of how things have grown and what's available at UCLA, um, you know, Diego, I know you have been super involved in the Alumni Association, as we uh, mentioned in our introductions of the episode. So can you just share a little bit about how the association uh, does support and engage first-gen students, both during their time at UCLA and once they graduate? Because I know a lot of people think Alumni Association, well, that's just for students who graduated from UCLA and that's it. But as we know, the resources are, are plentiful from the time you step foot on campus. Thank you for the question. And I, I think I'll work backwards in terms okay. of like being an alumni. You know, in 2017, we had a conversation around just the first gen experience and, and what that meant and how we would be able to create resources and a community for first gen alumni, knowing that our experience is ongoing and that we always want to learn and grow together as a community. So a group of us got together in 2017 and we co-founded 
the UCLA First Gen Alumni Network, which serves students, uh, alumni from all background, ages, and ethnicities whose parents or guardian, guardians have not received a four-year U.S. bachelor's degree. We provide social and professional engagement opportunities, community outreach and mentorship. Uh, we engage in events and community service, and we really look to build sustainable connections with all members of the first-gen community. And in recent years, the campus has made great strides in increasing support for first-gen Bruins and the first-gen alum alumni network. And the way that that looks like is through the first-to-go office, um, is through the undergraduate group that is supporting first-gen students and the partnerships now that the first-to-go office and the undergraduate group can build with the ideas at UCLA, the LGBTQ Center, the Career Center. So really the conversation is that the first-gen experience transcends so many different fields. We are engineers, we are mathematicians, we are artists, we are also Latino, AAPI, Middle Eastern. It's really important for us to build those partnerships and those connections to learn from each other and to open doors for one another. And I feel the university has made great, great strides in that. And I wanted to work backwards because I've seen the growth of UCLA in their support for first-gen students through the alumni perspective and through the partnerships that we've been able to build as we were growing the network. Currently, we are the first and the only first-gen alumni network in the UC system. And what we say is that we are the first, but definitely not the last. That's great. So again, I want to go back to both of you for this question because I think you know your 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 various perspectives will will be uh, provide some rich insight to this one. Um, but what advice do you have for families, um, or Ernesto, in your case, even advice that you've received from other Bruin families as students are settling back into campus or experiencing it for the first time this year? So you know, by the time this airs, we will have done move in, we will have done some of those things, but the year will still be pretty fresh. So, what is your advice for families? And Ernesto, I'd love to start with you. Well, the first thing I would say is uh, be yourself. Be yourself, be proud of who you are, be proud of your background, no matter, no matter who our listener is of whatever background you are. Be proud of the fact that you were accepted and now part of this awesome community uh, at the University of California, Los Angeles. And secondly, I would say that uh, you are, are now becoming part of a greater family, an international family, really. Uh, my son, for example, has now traveled a little bit, not, not so much due to the pandemic, but he's traveled a little bit. And when he wears that UCLA sweater, in so many people come to him and start up conversations. And, and so it's just uh, important that you come out of your that comfort zone, uh, as Diego mentioned earlier, to talk to other people, to connect with other people, asking questions and being vulnerable to not knowing everything, I think, is part of the learning experience as a young adult. And so definitely coming out of that, that shell, right, coming out of that comfort zone will be important. And, and I think um, the other thing for first generation students in particular is, I would say, involve your family, um, whether it's a visit to campus, whether you can zoom in or, or video chat them in to show them campus. And, and I say that as a parent, because uh, what I said earlier, that, that many of you are championing this awesome experience for the rest of your families. And so uh, paying it forward by engaging them and making them part of your experience. Of course, not every single second of your experience, but to some degree, um, inviting them on campus, uh, showing them what, what college life is all about. 
because remember, there might be a little one in your house or a, a sibling or another relative in your house that's looking up to you, um, wanting to one day, you know, walk the halls of UCLA just like you. And so and, and engage your family, engage your loved ones in your experience. And I have a wondering mind. Kayla, if it's okay, I would love to ask Ernesto a question. Go for it. My question is, you, you went through UCLA and you know the experience. And I was wondering, even having been through UCLA, if there was anything you were worried about, scared for when it came to like your kids going off to college. And I'll follow up with the, uh, uh, a response as to why I asked that question. And in, in those moments, how were you able to overcome those if you had some of those, you know, kind of thoughts or situations come up for you? So at first, uh, to clarify that, I wish I was an, a UCLA alumni. I'm, I'm not. I did attend another university um, in the Midwest. But I think the experience um, can be relatable by a, a variety of people. Um, I think overcoming challenges in college a lot has to do with our upbringing and, and the encouragement and the people that we surround ourselves with. I was very fortunate when I arrived to my university to first and foremost look for, for those people that, uh, that were there for me, right, my support group. And uh, I went to, you know, the Midwest being one of only eight Latinos in the entire uh, campus. And so certainly when you find commonality through values, through culture, through upbringing, those connections start building into friendships. And so you learn how to rely on each other for backup. Definitely, uh, there are tough times. You know, I think for a student back then and a student now, there are going to be challenges that seem unsurmountable. Um, but I think that keeping your focus, your end in mind, right, that you're there to get an education. Uh, many of you are there to improve the lives of yourself and improve the lives of your family members. And so keeping the end goal in mind, I think, is that driving force that that puts you through those, you know, stormy days and, and gets you through. Uh, for my own son, I think just being there when he needs me, I think as a parent, I've been able to give him his space, um, not to try to call him every day or almost. Uh, we do have a set time to check in with one another and, and my wife and I to check in with him, for example, on Sunday evenings, but allowing our students to be themselves, to grow into their own person. I think that's really important because part of the education, in my opinion, a college education is inside the classroom, but it's also outside of the classroom and learning how to be a young adult, a responsible person, um, an accepting person, an empathetic person. Those are lessons that you learn by establishing networks and friendships uh, and as parents, we just need to let that blossom, right? And be there for our students when they need us. And so that's what's helped us so far. Um, we're not through it yet. Uh, we know that challenges are to come. But when we rely, again, on being resourceful, when we rely on not, on rely on not being afraid to ask questions, uh, there are going to be some rejections. As I told my son, there, there are going to be uh, experiences where, you know, may, you may not be accepted or people may not give you the answer, but you need, you need to brush that off and then move, move on and go on to the people that are there to help you out. And so that's what's helped us so far. Um, but we're not perfect whatsoever. We learn and we, we trial and error, but again, relying on the fact that the university is so accepting the university in general, the parent council, the, the staff, every single person that I've had the experience of meeting has always been there. And in fact, I can tell you many of the parent council members outside of our formal meetings have texted me their phone number and said, Ernesto, I live around campus. I live an hour from campus. 
I live 30 minutes from campus. If your son ever needs anything, don't hesitate to give him my number. So my son has a directory now of like 10 to 12 people, <laughs> right? 30 minutes, an hour from, from Westwood that if he does get into a bind or an emergency, he can call. And that's the type, you know, that's not tangible necessarily. I mean, we don't put that in statistics or anything, but that's just the family that UCLA has created, right? Through the people that work there, through the people that work there and what their uh, intentions are, which is again, to foster the learning, the, the development, the growth of young people to be leaders in our communities. And, and that's why I'm so proud to, to be part of it. That's powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you for the question. Yeah, and I I just asked that because I remember being scared when I started UCLA, knowing that I was the first and not knowing how how I was able to do it. And it it took me, and that question, you know, and just the conversation that we're having took me to the call that I got from my tia, uh, one of my aunts, and I was on the bus and it's six in the morning and she called me and she asked, you're really doing this? And I just said, yes, I am. And I just feel like I had to overcome everything that I was feeling in that moment, not only me as an individual, but then also my family and, and, and to work through it and process it and really be empowered from it. So to hear you share your perspective and how you approach this moment, is just so powerful because sometimes I wish you know, and that's why this conversation is important that when I was on the bus, someone would have told me it's going to be okay. Though you don't have everything figured out, it's going to be okay. And just thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Well, I'm going to steal my interviewer hat right back. (laughs) Um, But, you know, keeping on that theme, I think that was, that was such rich information for us. And I, I think I appreciate that um, but vulnerability and that transparency, because while we are having a very celebratory conversation right now, you know, Diego, like you mentioned, there's still a lot of uncertainties and challenges that come with being, you know, the first in your family to either experience college for the first time or to complete college or be in the States or whatever it may be. So I really do appreciate you, you know, taking the time to explore that a little further. And so, you know, with that framework in mind, is there anything else, Diego, that you, uh, would like our families to just keep in mind as as we are going into this academic year? I would just say that being first gen, it's, it's such a beautiful experience. It, it's a unique individual experience that you get to live and be a part of or kind of process in community. And I feel like that's what the first gen experience has brought uh, to me. It's just community. And that is the epitome of UCLA. When you step onto campus, you might feel alone, but you'll find community right off the bat. And at UCLA, I learned to be authentic, authentically and unapologetically myself. And that really allowed me to build authentic relationships with other people where I could share my inspirations, my hopes, but then also my challenges and my fears. And I realized that other people on campus had those same feelings as well. And sometimes it felt like we were processing UCLA and everything that was happening in the world and our lived experiences together. And that was really beautiful because fast forward from 2012 to now, I still talk to mostly everyone that I went to UCLA with. We are a strong community grounded in the first gen experience and that keeps us together. And we celebrate each other's successes because I never thought 
as a first gen, you know, formerly undocumented individual from a, a poor background that I would be able to be a director of a center at UCLA, that I would be able to work on a preside presidential campaign in a senior director role, and that I now would serve as an officer at a foundation. My trajectory is really defined by the first gen experience and by the community that I am a part of, and I am ultimately great, be, uh, grateful for that. And I feel like stepping onto campus and finding and looking for that community was key to my success um, and to who I am today. So I would encourage everyone to just find community on and off campus. And I think Ernesto really touched on that point. Yes. And we are talking so much about community, which I love and I think is a theme that I hear on almost every conversation I have for the podcast. Um, and so Ernesto, I, I would love to frame that a little bit more, even from the parent experience. Um, you are, as we've already talked about, very involved as a Bruin parent. You're uh, a part of our Parents Council leadership team. Um, this is your second year on the council. Uh, you survived your first year on the council in the pandemic life and jumped right in, even though everything was online and you were still figuring it out. Uh, so with all of that said, why did you make the decision to get involved with the Parent and Family Association? And um, how has that decision worked out for you so far? Well, I'll start with the last part of the question first. It has worked out phenomenally. I am so honored just to learn, more importantly, to learn every opportunity that I have to engage with other parents, with the staff. Uh, it's uh, just a lot of takeaways, a lot of golden nuggets of information that I walk away with. Um, but really, I had two really motives to get involved. The first, more personal, of course, I, I want the full success and ultimate success for my son uh, as a Bruin. And so I wanted to, you know, and my wife as well, we're, we're a team in, in understanding the resources, um, knowing that he would come from central kind of Northern California down to, to LA. We wanted to make sure that we understood the resources as we were not an hour away or so. We're more like five to six hours away. So definitely giving him um, the tools that he was going to need to be successful. So that was one um, incentive. And really the other one that's a little bit more profound to the person that I am and a little bit of who we've been able to talk, uh, share about ourselves today is, is just an advocate in the community. I, I try to do my best in my general everyday life, but certainly as a member of the parent council to advocate and bring the voice of the Latinx community, uh, bring the voice of the gen, uh, first generation student. And so I do have a passion for bringing that perspective into our conversations with the parents council and uh, my engagement there, because like I said before, I think uh, first generation students and, and students of all backgrounds really bring a richness to the community. And so I have this passion for advocacy. I have a passion for making a difference. And so I think the parents council is giving me the right opportunity. Uh, so welcoming um, in order for me to exercise those passions. So I'm very happy and proud to be a part of it. Well, we're grateful to have you in. Uh, just a little anecdote for our listeners. Uh, like we've talked about, Ernesto's uh, son was a first year last year. And around this, uh, around late summer last year is when Ernesto became a member of the Parents Council. And I'm pretty sure it was in within his first week or two of being accepted to the council. He was already volunteering and, and actually uh, participating in our uh, first gen family send-off, student family send-off that we did. So uh, he dove right in. So if you are listening and just feeling like you maybe want to get involved, but you're not sure you're, you're 
equipped. You are absolutely equipped just because you are interested and in being involved. And I think Ernesto is an amazing example of that. So we are grateful for you, Ernesto. Thank and, you. Um, Thank you. My happy pleasure. Happy to Thank have you. you. Yeah. Well, we are already getting to the end of our time together, which I guess time flies when you're having fun and having a good conversation. Um, But I want to end this conversation with a question that I ask um, all of our guests on the podcast, but I feel like is uh, especially sweet for this conversation. Um, And that question is pretty simple, but it is, what does family mean to you? I'll say that family to me means community love, inspiration, and a grounding in wanting the best for all of us. Sometimes family is given. We are born into a family and sometimes family is chosen. And I love my chosen first-gen family. And for all of the things that I mentioned, I am grateful for. Thank you. Ernesto? Diego, I I love the way you describe that. Uh, It gives me chills because it's so beautiful. Uh, for me, uh, very much the same. I think uh, it means unconditional love. I think family means unwavering support, whether it's your biological family or an adopted family or family that you'll find um, as a Bruin at, at UCLA. I think for me, my parents, even with a third grade education from Mexico, uh, were able to always be there for me um, and to give me advice. Uh, maybe not so much academically because their capacity was limited, but more about life and how to navigate those difficult situations. There isn't a time that I can remember that they were not there for me. Um, and I try to do the same for my own children and for other young people that, that I'm able to support. And so um, for me, family is basically that inspiration, like Diego said, that inspiration, that motivation that we have in our lives that get us through tough times, but also help help us celebrate those wonderful accomplishments. Well, on that note, um, I want to thank you both just for your insights. Um, And before we do officially say our goodbyes, I don't want to forget that we did have a trivia question uh, that we asked at the top of the episode, which was which program at UCLA is specifically dedicated to supporting first generation college students And if you were listening closely, the answer was dropped a couple times throughout the episode, but uh, do your little drum roll wherever you are, guests. And then the answer is uh, the First to Go program housed within UCLA's first year experience office uh, promotes campus involvement and visibility with a focus on the retention and success of all first generation college students at UCLA. Um, Just a little bit about the program. They serve as a resource hub to assist current first-gen undergraduate students as they navigate campus. So again, um, similarly to how we at Parent Family Association pride ourselves on being that kind of one-stop shop for families if they don't know where to go on campus, uh, the First to Go program is a really great resource for our first-gen community for when they need kind of that first place to go to to figure out where else they can uh, go to get the resources and support and community that they need. So that is our trivia answer for the day, the First to Go program. And with that said, I want to, again, thank you both Ernesto and Diego uh, for being with me and for having this awesome conversation. I just, you know, on a personal note, appreciate you both so much and the energy that you bring and um, the way that you love UCLA and and its students and uh, so look forward to getting more opportunities to connect in the future. Thank you for the space. 
Thank you. A great opportunity to, to be a part of this. Diego, thank you. Continued success to you. And Kayla, thank you so much for everything that you do. So honored to be here with, with you all. And it is an honor to be with you both. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Bruin Family Insights, brought to you by the UCLA Parent and Family Association. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Westcom Credit Union. Our guests today were UCLA Parents Council member Ernesto Vela and Bruin alumnus Diego Sepulveda. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, or share your support on social media. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.